Hi, I'm Michelle Werdemann, and I am here to help you navigate your life's next chapter through mind, balance, and wellness living. At every phase of our lives, through marriage, career changes, kids, and retirement, I am there for my clients emotionally to help create a personalized life plan. With my foundational coaching perspective and certified financial planning background, together we can create a plan for you through each chapter of your life. Contact me today through mbwliving.com for your free consultation. Hello and welcome to the Boot Camp for Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Michelle Werdeman, certified life, weight, and career coach and founder of Mind Balance Wellness Living. Good afternoon, my friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, how are you guys all doing? I feel like today I'm, I'm doing pretty darn good. And, you know, here in New England, it's starting to feel a lot like fall. And while I'm definitely a summertime girl, I love my summer fun. I do love that fresh, crisp smell of fall and pumpkins and apples. And I'm not sure where you're tuning in from, but around here... There's like this great pumpkin debate. Um, Usually you either love them or you hate them. And I think it's because they try to make everything pumpkin these days. So it's kind of like a pumpkin overload. But to each his own. You know, whatever makes you happy. I enjoyed my first pumpkin beer of the season last week and it was delicious. So anywho, so today I wanted to continue talking about emotions. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to my podcast from last week, check it out because I talked all about how our thoughts are directly linked to our emotion and nobody else is responsible for how we feel. And I know, I know, nobody likes to hear when I tell them it's not their husband or their children or their mother-in-law that's making them feel a certain way and it's their own brain. I sometimes get dirty looks and you may be giving me a dirty look right now. But that's okay. And it's the truth. And it's actually a really good thing that we're in control of our own emotions and our own thoughts and that nobody else is. So today, I wanted to talk about an emotion that is near and dear to my heart. And I think probably the most common one and a lot of extra emotion um, now with everything going on, and that's anxiety. And anxiety and I go way back to my early 20s. So I thought this episode was a great way to be real about it and share with you my experience and some of the tools that I've learned over the years that help me cope with my anxiety. So I'll start with telling you my personal experience with my first panic attack. And I experienced this panic attack, which I didn't know what it was at the time down on Cape Cod in a blockbuster. And this is when you couldn't just watch whatever you wanted whenever you wanted. You actually had to go rent the movie. And if you did not rewind, you were unkind. (laughs) But I'm standing in the middle of a blockbuster. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my heart started to race. My head was light. I felt like I was almost outside of my body. I had no idea what was happening. All I knew was I needed to get the heck out of that store. And while those feelings probably lasted no more than a few minutes, it felt like forever. And what happened was the fear of feeling those feelings again lasted for years. 
And if you've ever had a panic attack, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So that was my first of many panic attacks. And it got to the point where I started to avoid places. I would avoid crowded malls or grocery stores during peak times, even work on occasion. And people would ask me, like, what are you anxious about, Michelle? And I couldn't tell them because there wasn't anything in like in particular. It was more like, you know, I wasn't worried about anything. I'm, you know, a happy person, glass, you know, full type girl. But what I realized is I was so afraid of feeling those feelings again that it was it was overcoming. And I realized I was anxious, literally about being anxious. I was afraid to feel. And the thing with these emotions and trying to fight them so much, I was essentially really just putting gas on the fire. I kept looking for solutions on what would make my anxiety just stop. Like what was out there that could fix me and guarantee I could never feel like that again. And if I did, how could I stop it immediately? So... I went through, gosh, numerous self-help books and workbooks. Some were better than others, and they were great, and I learned a lot. But there was one particular book that I came across, and it was called At Last a Life by Paul David. And I can't tell you what that book meant to me because he used this example of if you went to the doctor and the doctor said to you, you have a broken leg. Would you go home, or and he would tell you, you know, you're in a cast for six weeks. Okay. Would you go home and start Googling, how do I fix a broken leg sooner? Or how do I, you know, make this broken leg go away? So it made me realize I had to stop trying to fix that feeling. I had to recognize what it was. And I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> because I just remember reading that In thinking of that analogy, being like, oh, my God, like, that's so true. And I coach a lot on that now because, like I said last week, as humans, we don't like to feel negative emotion. We would prefer to be happy all the time. But it's not reality. That's not part of the human experience. Negative emotion is part of the human experience. So back to, you know, anxiety. Anxiety is basically just a part of life, a healthy amount that is. It's what kept us alive in the caveman days. It kept us alert. It caused us, you know, to fight if we needed to or flee certain situations. And nowadays, it's not as necessary as it was before, but our fight or flight responses are still there and they see situations as being a threat even when they're not. So if you think about it, Anxiety is really, it's a feeling, it's a vibration in our bodies. So for me, it's tightness in my chest, an upset stomach, it's sweating. Some people will experience tingling or lightheadedness. What happens often is when we start to experience these emotions, it's our reaction to it that compounds and makes it worse. So like for me, it used to be, And it still happens on occasion, and I just have to be aware. But 
I'll start to think like, oh, God, it's happening again. Like, what's wrong with me? I don't want to feel this way. This is awful. What if I pass out? Well, thinking all of those thoughts will just make the anxiety worse and worse. And it would become a vicious cycle. And this is literally what happened to me for years. I used to want to flee and or flat out just avoid a situation. And I remember being at the grocery store you know, a couple times, and I'd have a cart full of food. And the minute that I would start to get this, you know, these uncomfortable feelings, I would literally leave my cart and walk away. And on that note, I do apologize to those workers at Star Market in Brighton that had to deal with that on occasion. But thankfully, I was just shopping for myself and not a family. So hopefully it wasn't too bad. (laughs) But you see where I'm going with this. It was my reaction that was compounding with my thoughts, making it so much worse. It was that fight or flight kicking in. My brain didn't know I actually wasn't in danger. It didn't know that I was just walking down the grocery store deciding what kind of toothpaste to buy. Like, my brain just knew it was uncomfortable and it did what it was designed to do, and that was to flee the situation. So what do you do when you start to feel these physical sensations? And this is what I've learned over the year. So the best way to be with an or experience an uncomfortable situation is to get comfortable, relax, chill, and breathe. The exact opposite of what our bodies want to do when we feel anxious. What most of us do when we feel anxiety is to increase our tension, fall into that fight or fight mode, and we wind up either resisting, reacting, and then in turn escalating. So great, that's helpful. (laughs) No, but all kidding aside, it's how we respond that is key. So going back to that example of the broken leg, you first just really have to recognize it. And I know, and just say it out loud, and it might seem, you know, pretty silly, but just acknowledge it. Like sometimes if I start to feel it, even if it's in the middle of the night or I'm driving, I'll be like, oh, hello, anxiety. Here you are again. (laughs) I don't really have time for you, but here you are, and I'm just going to be with it. Because then you realize once you, you acknowledge it, you're like, okay, I have a choice. I can resist it, which when you resist an emotion, I like to think of it as holding a beach ball underneath the water and just pushing it under and pushing it under. Because once you release that beach ball, like, it's coming full force. So, or you could avoid it. And I personally realized that I used to avoid it by pouring a glass of wine. And I can tell you, and this is for another episode, but that only makes it worse. So when you start to find ways to avoid the feeling, usually it's just going to make it feel worse. Or you just react to it. And that could look like all sorts of things. It could be yelling or screaming or crying. But... All of those have a tendency to make anxiety worse. So the other choice you have is to just accept it. Recognize that it's a feeling in your body, as uncomfortable as it may seem, it's just a feeling and it's going to pass. Like it's not going to last forever. Feelings come and go, even the worst of them. And so I want to share with you a few techniques that I have used that have helped me and I think the key here for you to do is actually practice these when you're not anxious and the more you practice them 
it's going to be easier to use them when you find yourself in an extremely like anxious state or at the beginning. It doesn't have to be extremely anxious. But if you can, the first technique would be to write it down. Like, remember, anxiety comes from what's going on in our brains. So be curious with yourself. And if you can write it, great. If not, just stop and think like, okay, I'm feeling these feelings. What's going on in my head? Um, And this is where I talk to clients all the time about journaling and kind of decluttering their brains. So writing it down if you can. Second, observe your breathing. Like, are you breathing short, quick breaths or long, deep belly breaths? And I remember learning this because I used to think if I took a deep breath and my chest went up that I was taking a deep breath. What I didn't know was I was actually making things worse. I wasn't supposed to. My chest wasn't supposed to move. My belly was supposed to move. And what I mean by that is if you take your hand, you put one on your stomach, your other hand on your chest, you want to pretend that in your stomach is a deflated balloon. You want to actually inflate that balloon and create your stomach to rise and your chest doesn't move. So if you practice breathing, even if it's just three really good deep belly breaths um, a couple times a day, you're going to find when you're in a state of anxiety, it's going to be easier to breathe the proper way you're supposed to be breathing. Then this is a really good technique um, that I like, and it's changing your focus. It's changing where your mind is going. And what it does is it's actually using your five senses. So you first start by taking a deep breath, acknowledge five things that you can see. So you want to use your vision sense. You want to look around and identify five different things that you can see. Then notice four things that are in your ability to touch and really just touch them. And then listen for three different things that you can hear. Maybe it's somebody talking, maybe it's the radio or birds, but stop and use your hearing. And then the next, notice two things that you can smell, whether it's there's food or you're outside, maybe it's nature, whatever it is, pick two things that you can smell. And then lastly, one thing that you can taste. Maybe you have gum in your mouth or maybe, you know, you just ate or anything. Just focus on what it is that you can taste in your mouth. And what this does is it takes your brain away from the thoughts that are creating that anxiety and it's putting focus in a different area. And another one is nature and vitamin D. They're huge for anxiety and it sounds simple, But I'm telling you, if you can go for a walk when you start to feel anxious or, heck, even jump up and down and do some jumping jacks, anxiety is a a rush of adrenaline and it has nowhere to go. So if you can start to get that energy out, that will help reduce the symptoms that come with that fight or flight. And nature in and of itself is a proven therapeutic method they actually use in other countries for people that suffer from stress and anxiety. So the last one is smiling. Smiling gives us an automatic boost to our moods. It helps release cortisol and endorphins into our bodies, which 
This increases our mood, it lowers our stress, and helps our immune system, which we know that we could use that, everybody could use that, especially now more than ever. But really, if you just sit there and smile, sometimes my husband will look at me, he'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just smiling. (laughs) But it does. Practice it. Do it right now. I want you to just smile. That really does automatically increase, increase your mood. So on that note, I want to leave you with a smile. (laughs) I thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I do hope you'll join me next week where I want to talk to you about creating long-lasting positive habits that you can use to reach whatever goal it is that you want to have in your life. So cheers and be well, my friends. Michelle Werdeman is a certified life coach now offering an online coaching membership to support brain power and mental wellness. It's important to exercise our bodies, but we have to exercise our minds too. Our thoughts are what ultimately create the results in our lives. And becoming aware of our thoughts is what we dive into through her Mind, Brain, and Wellness program. You can start to create your dream life today from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace too. Contact Michelle today at M. MBWliving.com.